Welcome to Which is Weird, a show with no qualifications, no judgments, and absolutely no answers. I'm Shaggy, I'm Ostra, and here we'll be diving into the grand pan-paranormal theory, whether it's ghosts, Bigfoot, gnomes, or extraterrestrials, to that weird cat that looks like grandma, crazy time loops, slips, glitches, and synchronicities, parapsychology and folklore, spiritual practices, witchy shit, god, gods, angels, and fey folk, and how all of this intersects and creates a delicious primordial soup. Let's get into it. I'm on Parasite TikTok. That's not... No. Which shouldn't be the beginning of any conversation. Mm -mm. However, we're friends, so I feel comfortable sharing this information with you. Unfortunately. (laughs) For me. (laughs) So, I'm on Parasite TikTok, which I don't know how I landed there. I truly have no clue. But they were like, I use these pills to get rid of parasites. And I'm like... Is this kind of like one of those like snake oil quackery things? Like yeah. that's not real. You're just wasting money. Mm-hmm. People be pooping worms. Like they don't know they have worms. Yeah, just like correct. <sighs> so they're like, if you eat a lot of sushi, like raw fish, <sighs> it's very probable because that's where you know you're not cooking anything, mm. and it's an animal protein. So they're. <laughs> It's pretty common. I don't eat a lot of sushi, but, but I have. I have. I have. I'm scared. Don't be scared. If you don't know they're there, it's fine. That's why. That's what the piece that I've come to. Like I. I'm, well, I'm having. I'm a not there yet. Now. Okay. I'm not there yet. I've I need reached... time to process <laughs> that there's potential that there's a worm in me. No. So yeah, it was pretty devastating for a minute, but I've come to live or rather i've come to a coexist state of mind Mm -hmm. with my tapeworms Mm. potential tapeworms (laughs) but there was a video of someone who was like showing this bear because grizzly bears pretty much exclusively eat raw fish yes right Mm -hmm. so it's this video of a bear walking through a river and it has like four tapeworms coming out of its ass that's so gross dragging Like, it looks like, you know, the ends of, like, parachutes? Yes. like that. That's so gross. (laughs) And this lady, she's like, oh, my God, like, what the fuck? And then, like, another person who's apparently well-versed in parasite culture is like, that's also can be in your stomach. And I'm like, don't say that. (laughs) Please don't say that. That is horrifying. That is scarier than any... Thought you should know. Thank you so much. That's that's explicit. Yeah. That is explicit. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to think of a would you rather, but I think what I want to ask you is just like what cryptid would you want to hang out with the most? That's a great question. Um, like on which- a chill kind of friendship level. Okay. Can I narrow... Okay, I have questions first. Okay. Is this, like, will there be any repercussion to my bodily harm? No, like, no. Okay, no, you guys so are this friends. is, like... Yeah. If, like, if I, if I were to say, like, the Flatwoods monster, like, I wouldn't have to deal no, with the radiation. No, the radiation, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's all I wanted to know. And I don't know if it would be the Flatwoods monster, because... Uh, well, you know, I think they would have really cool things to say. I love 
their design choices with their mm-hmm, dress, mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The like spades, like crazy dress. Flatwoods monster. Fantastic. Slice. Serving. Cut. Serving. <laughs> um, but real, like for real, for real. Do you want to know my answer? Because the reason I asked is because I already have yeah, it. I, I, I know exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's Nessie. It's Nessie all the, all the way. I saw that movie Water Horse when I was... Grew so? <laughs> Why'd you grow so fast? That was the best. <laughs> exactly. And, um, you know, my family's from Scotland. Um, you'd literally be hanging out in the sickest lock. Um... And yeah, I just feel like it'd be exactly like the movie, and that's what I want. It would be exactly like the movie. It'd be exactly like the movie. Plus, you know, if Nessie exists, which in my case, she does, in my personal um, folklore, in my Rolodex, yeah, in my worldview, Uh she does exist. She's just like a plesiosaur, right? I mean, I Um, think so. Huge fan of dinosaurs, um, so that is my answer. Uh, final, final answer. Final Lock answer. it in. Lock it in. That, that's who I choose. <laughs> that's a great answer. I think that popped into my mind as well because also the movie Water Horse mm-hmm. was very life changing mm-hmm. as a young youngster. Yes, I mean it's the cutest little fucking wet dinosaur thing. It's so cute. Ever in the bathtub, the little weird like giraffe <laughs> shrek horns. <laughs> yes. That was a design choice, <laughs> The horns. Yeah. In the photos, there's the horns are not included in the silhouette of that like famous photo. No, they they, just they were put just them like in there. give them horns, give them horns, give them giraffe <laughs> pegs, pegs. <laughs> okay, that's okay great. for real, for real, for real. I think for me, it's a real toss up between Bigfoot. And the Jersey Devil. Okay, yeah. Because the Jer- Jersey Devil is just such a fun little amalgam yes. of parts. Mm-hmm. They're like, and it has wings of a bat and the head of a horse, but it's leathery. And it has this, and it's it looks like a kangaroo. And I'm like, word. Let's hang it out. It's absolutely metal as hell. Bigfoot, I mean, just seems like a good vibe. Yes. Hang out in the woods. Mm-hmm. See some cool moss. Maybe yeah, find some mushrooms. It just maybe play some pranks on some campers, throw rocks. Mm-hmm. I like to do that anyways. Mm-hmm. So you I do. feel like we'd vibe. Yeah, honestly, Bigfoot's just the ultimate nature friend. Okay, you can have two. Really want to hang out with all of them. Well, yeah, yeah. No. Which one you is the one two. you'd least want to hang out with? Oh, okay, the, the worst vibe. Jeff's a talking mongoose seems like a fucking asshole. <laughs> and also, like, a little assaulty. Yeah, like. yeah. He feels like, you know, I would never want to be the object of his fascination or desires. I, I think I would want to be, I think I would want to meet Jeff on a good day. On a good day. Not on a bad day. But not be friends. Mm-mm. No, no. I'd want, I would like to observe, but not be interacted with in any way, yes. shape, or form. Yeah. There's no guarantee, though, that he, you'll be on a good day. You'll meet him on a good day. There is no guarantee. There's it's no guarantee. Jeff. Frickin' Jeff. 
Okay, what's the worst vibes for you? I'm trying to think. As cool as a concept the goblins are, mm. coming from caves, mm-hmm. like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I love caving. I love caves, and I love all the little creatures that live in it. I mm-hmm. think it's really neat. Mm-hmm. But the idea of running into, like, a four-foot, pale, sinuous, fleshy little guy, fleshy little dude, kind of fucking freaks me out. Yeah, that's like, just kind of weird me out, and yes. I can't explain why exactly because you know. Honestly, I'm wary of people who like to hang around in caves. <laughs> Let Y'all alone strange, <laughs> four foot fleshy little guys, and like wanting to run into them. I'm like, I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. Man. I don't know. <laughs> However, I think caves are really cool, and I do like spending time in caves. I just like the cavers, TM. Wanting to go into the smallest possible hole yes. that has not been explored yet, that weirds me mm-hmm. out because, what you know, there's so many possibilities of not fun things happening. But, like, the public ones that are, like, well-traversed, there's, there's lights everywhere. You just get to look at oh, crystal yeah, sure. lights. That sure. is the shit. I love it. To be clear, if you are a caver, I respect you, but I also fear you. (laughs) I'm afraid of you, and I also respect you. Yes. Just like the goblins themselves. Goblins? Goblins. So, welcome everyone. Welcome! Uh, To Witch is Weird. The official first episode. The official first episode. Witch is Weird. Um, It is an absolutely gorgeous fall day outside. And so, as white people, we are feeling our oats. We are in a frenzy. We are in a frenzy. So, what a perfect day to go over some of our favorite personal stories of the paranormal. Yeah. Our favorite spooky stories we've ever experienced. What better way to kick it off? Should we do a little brief intro as to, like, who are we? So, who are you? That's a great question. (laughs) (laughs) Not sure myself. Can one ever really know? (laughs) Hello. My name is Astra. And I am Shug. And we are friends. Yes. Roommates. Roommates. For a long time now. Yeah. Uh, it's been long. a while. It's been a it's long been time. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, we just kind of wanted to make this podcast to kind of have it as an audio archive, sort of, of our mm-hmm. journeys into the strange and weird, because we're both noobs. I mean, mm-hmm. we both have had an interest in this shit for a long time, mm-hmm. um, but never have taken really, like, active steps in participating. Yes. So, yeah. here we are, yeah. participating. Yeah, we just want to dip our toes in the community and put our two cents on a tiny corner of the internet and just kind of have a record for ourselves of people that we talk to, weird stuff that we experience, and share that with anyone who wants to listen yeah and if people have weird stories we'll like share those talk yes. about spooky stuff talk about spiritual stuff talk about mm-hmm. sciencey stuff mm-hmm. all of it mm-hmm. just weird just weird stuff in general yeah it's a good time and like you said we are noobs like we're calling the season the fools enter the world because we are fools absolutely and noobs. so hopefully this podcast will give us a platform to talk to people that are smarter than us when it comes to that like leaps and bounds smarter because we are (laughs) by no means an expert in anything we have no qualifications absolutely zero but we also have no judgments Mm -mm. 
our minds are as open as can be. As open as can be and as smooth as chicken cutlets. <laughs> smooth brains waiting for wrinkles. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully we'll get a wrinkle or two in the process. I think. Maybe by like the end of this season, we'll have two wrinkles between the two of us. I fucking hope so. I Just think that's a great goal. Just one split down the middle. <laughs> I think that's a great goal. <laughs> so without further ado, do you want to get into your stories you want to share today okay yeah all right so my experiences are pretty like my experiences have been pretty kind of uh uh, classic Mm -hmm. in terms of um spooky Mm -hmm. i think i'll start with okay yes okay i know which one i'm gonna start with okay so i was home alone with my dog it was i think i was in high school I don't know. I think it was like 16, 17, something around then. Doesn't really matter. But I was home alone with my dog and I was just watching YouTube videos like on the laptop and I heard something strange in the basement. Mm-hmm. And you know, like when you're, you've lived in a house for long enough, you get used to the noises, you get used to creaks and the groans that are normal, but this kind of sounded outside of the realm of what I'm usually right. hearing. Yeah. I stopped the video because I was like, that was weird. And I'm home alone, so don't like that. Mm -hmm. And I hear it again. And what I hear is what sounds like bare feet running across our, like, cement basement floors. Yeah. I hate that. I hate that so much. So did Willis react? The dog? He. Your dog? The dog. The dog? The dog. My dog. Hi, Willis. Hi, Willis, if you're listening. (laughs) Um... He didn't react when I first heard it, like, when the video was playing, but when I paused it, he kind of, like, perked up. He didn't, like, seem, you know, aggravated, but he's yeah. not a dog to usually get, like, no. crazy. Unless you're, like, really in his face, he won't really. Or if he sees someone at the door, yeah. you know. But he was like, oh, I hear something, but, you know, and I was like, that's really weird. But it sounded like somebody was, like, running across I don't like that they floor. were running. It didn't sound like somebody was, like, trying to, like, break in or you know it was weird because it was just like a couple of times hearing it mm-hmm. but it genuinely sounded like a bare like barefoot mm-hmm. on cement floors mm-hmm. i freak out mm-hmm. because my first thought was somebody's in the house yes so i grab my shit phone wallet keys always mm-hmm. grab the dog blanket grab dog food <laughs> grab water grab all of his things get him into the car it was kind of spooky because the like basement door i have to pass it to get Mm -hmm. to the garage and i was like "Ooh, this is some video game shit like you know (laughs) i love that you gathered supplies for your dog to survive for like a month (laughs) I i was like i might be away for maybe like three hours but I'd be fucking damned if this dog does not have his water and blanket with him. Yes. So, yeah. Got in the car, kind of reverse out of the driveway. And I was, like, texting my brother at the time who was working at, like, a grocery store kind of, like, 30 minutes away. And was being like, oh, my God, I think someone's in the house. Like, I have to come, you know, like, can you come home so we Mm -hmm. can, like, figure out what's going on. And, like, the whole time I'm kind of, like, looking at the, like, basement windows to see if I'm seeing any, like, movement or nothing, right? There's nothing going on. Mm -hmm. Drive to my brother's place of work, pick him up, we go home, we grab, like, 
gardening tools from the garage and just like go into the basement yelling like who the fuck is in here get the fuck out like we're gonna mess you up teenagers with gardening tools like yes the most unthreat actually you know what that's pretty threatening but still if a teenager came at me with garden tools (laughs) i would be shitting myself i'd be shitting bricks call the cops no i do love that that speaks to the do-it-yourselfness of your family because it's like yeah no don't call the cops you know someone's breaking in let's let's go full goonies we gotta deal with it deal with this ourselves it was bizarre it was the like hoops that my our brains jumped through (laughs) yeah none of us even questioned what was going on it was like yep somebody's intruding we have to deal with this Mm -hmm. lo and behold no one's in the basement checked everything Mm -hmm. He went back to work and I was too kind of, I was still kind of freaked out to be in the house alone. So I just drove around the greater Ottawa area with my dog. But only after we checked was I thinking this might be kind of a spooky thing. Yeah. Because before it was brain like. brain didn't ma- immediately go paranormal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was my first story. Well, you've had a lot of experiences in that house. Um, a fair amount. Like I wouldn't say it was like. Uh, like I've heard people's stories of like I grew up in a haunted house and they're literally seeing like women walk through walls yes. and there's like shadow people on their chest. Full-bodied apparitions. But I did have another one where I was I don't I was pretty young, but I was like early morning. I was waking up and I had this like we were pretty fucking you know this was like top tier for a kid. We had loft mm-hmm. beds. Mm. I did share a room with my brother, but we had mm-hmm. like loft beds, so that yes. was kind of fucking sick. Yeah. I- some of my friends had loft beds in the early 2000s and that was where it was that at. was where it was at but they were kind of i'm pretty sure they were like diy loft beds oh yeah so they were like they were good they were sturdy but they were definitely like homemade anyways besides the point i was waking up you know looking around the room it's like kind of bright because i have those like blackout curtains because mm-hmm. the sun kind of goes right into our room mm-hmm. in the morning so it's kind of bright in the room I can still picture the fucking ungodly yellow walls. (laughs) (laughs) But this is what makes it kind of weird for me, this experience, was Mm -hmm. that I was not in a state of sleep paralysis because Mm -hmm. I was moving my head. I was blinking. I was like literally just like waking up. Mm -hmm. And I see movement at like the foot of my bed, kind of where my feet are. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's weird. You know, maybe it was like a, you know, something moved over like a blanket or something. But at the corner of my eye, I keep seeing this thing move. It looks like, it's very hard to describe, because when people say, like, oh, I saw a shadow person in my room, mm-hmm. it's this, like, smoky, you know what I mean, shadow-y yes. kind of thing. But this was, like, a crisp outline. The crisp outline gets me. Like, it looked like somebody so had weird. cut a hole. Like a void. Yeah. Like, there was nothing. Yeah. It was completely, completely void of anything. Mm-hmm. Like, literally looked like a hole. Mm-hmm. But it, like, but a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it looked like a autonomous moving object. But it, it was, like, a void of thing. It was so bizarre. Like, someone was peeking up and, like, rising at the foot of my bed. But it was just this, like, black <sighs> dome. I and I was that. like, what the fuck? Jumped out of bed, went to the kitchen, and I was like... Hey, mom. She was like, what's going on? And I was like, uh, I saw something really weird at the foot of my bed. And she was like, hmm, that's weird. We have to go do things today. I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Didn't really think about that too much. Mm-hmm. But then I told you that story and you were like, wait, was it like 
shadowy and i was like oh no it was like well i yeah because i know that you had told that story before where you had seen like a shadow figure and so i pictured like you said uh sort of translucent amorphous sort of blob smoky like thing but the fact that it was just like a totally crisp cut out gets like it weirds me out a lot more it was bizarre yeah super bizarre so you saw it for like a good couple of seconds oh, enough yeah. that you were just like that is there it and was i don't that- want to stick around to figure out what <laughs> might no. peek over no yeah it was enough that i was like oh it's moving oh it's still moving oh it's still moving kind of mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. again it was just so bizarre because it was like that like crisp cutout. Mm-hmm. it was like a void was just like like right mm-hmm. there and just kept rising and i was like mm-hmm. i'm out of here mm-hmm. and then i never experienced something like that again but it was like but your brother saw yeah a strange thing too I in re- that house yeah i remember him telling me a story where he like saw like a white figure kind of like peek around a hallway mm-hmm. and i've always gotten very strange vibes from that hallway same it's like because it's kind of like a it's like a right uh what do you call it like a 90 degree yeah angle hallway Mm -hmm. so like you can't see it's a blind turn which is like you know not great in general (laughs) visibility wise Mm -hmm. when you're watching tv like in the living room and like looking down that hallway like it's always kind of like giving me kind of a weird vibe and i don't know if that's like retrospective or like you know i'm projecting an idea of spooky onto it now that my brother's told me that story right but you know it's a weird place carp my super weird and my grandma pumped us full of stories when we were kids of mm-hmm. like fairies and weird things so i'm not surprised we were seeing some strange no shit. <laughs> and you're saying like oh you people talk about the haunted houses and they're seeing full-bodied apparitions i'm like well your brother kind of saw a full-bodied apparition Both that's of us more than saw one. <laughs> more than i ever experienced in my childhood home so yeah definitely weird vibes yeah it was weird yeah mm-hmm. i mean it's just uh I mean, I've had more, I think I've had more, like, weird animal encounters mm-hmm. in my hometown than mm-hmm. I have anything, like, really, like, spooky, spooky, but mm-hmm. that was my first story. Thanks for sharing your story. You're absolutely welcome. I'm glad you're listening to it for the eighth time. <laughs> oh. For those who don't know, this is our, like, fourth time trying to record this episode. Yes. Well, strap in for the fourth time, friend. Oh, wow. I cannot let wait let me to tell it. you about, let me tell you a tale. Let me set the scene. So I had a pretty typical suburban childhood. Um, I went to my local public school with the same like 25 to 30 kids for like 10 years. And my school was situated right on uh, Lake Huron, like right on the shores of Lake Huron. Super idyllic kind of picturesque little town. My mom worked in the local library, which was in like a historic building, like 10 feet from my school. And honestly, though, it was in a pretty liminal spot because it was right where, like, the land met, like, one of the greatest lakes. So I'm not surprised there's some weird stuff going on there. I'd love to do an investigation there at one point. It is a really beautiful town. It's like, just as somebody town. who's come and visited mm-hmm. your place, like, the library is really, like, picturesque. Like, all these, like, really big trees. And again, like you said, like, that lake. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Picturesque. I can see, like, some kind of, like you know 90s disney movie being oh, filmed right. there yeah i yeah so many of the same kids that went to 
my public school also ended up going to the same high school as me, which will kind of become important later. So when I was around five years old, I have this very clear and distinct set of memories involving a gingerbread man running through the halls of my elementary school. I am truly obsessed with this story. I'll just say the first time you said this, Mm -hmm. the words that just came out of your mouth, my brain couldn't comprehend. Yes. I was like, the fuck do you mean you saw a gingerbread man? running through the halls. I think we were watching Love Island when I first talked like we were it was the middle of summer we were both because in that tiny apartment in Toronto with Mm -hmm. no air conditioning watching Love Island definitely high baked out of our minds watching Love Island and then I paused it and I was like I saw Gingerbread Man once (laughs) say that again friend (laughs) and I like stream of consciousness just went on this huge rant about how I saw this gingerbread man in my school and you were like, I'm going to need a minute with that one. Like, let me. <laughs> it was like my brain was like processing. Wait, I heard it, but mm. I need to like contextualize it. Wait, hold on. Gingerbread man? <laughs> gingerbread man? So it was either the day before or a couple of days before the Christmas break in kindergarten and the teachers put together like a scavenger hunt. That involved little clues that would take you to various spots around the school. And the goal of the scavenger hunt was to find the gingerbread man himself. The clues were worded as if the gingerbread had written them. So it would be like, find me here. Uh, Look in this spot. And that's where I was a minute ago kind of thing. So like really getting the kids to be like this thing is real yes like he wrote these clues like i feel like she even put it in like weird childish sort of handwriting like they went off they went off um we were going around doing the scavenger hunt and i remember turning around and seeing a little gingerbread man peek out from the ceiling tile and these are like those like pockmark whole kind of like yes. asbestos filled asbestos right? filled that any sort of institutional building has super lightweight yeah. yeah and if you have any kind of dissociative gene in your body yes you spend most of the time looking at those you are familiar <laughs> yeah with the texture the shape i always used to find little um faces faces and yeah stuff in there. always yeah. absolutely you're like, what will i see today which is kind of uh form of divination yeah like a really weird (laughs) form of divination but yeah so he literally used his little hand and he peeked out from the ceiling like he was in the ceiling (laughs) and um i wasn't scared at all i was like super pumped like you're like oh my god the vibes were absolutely immaculate like you know, we were running in the halls. We were eating candy. It was like the day before Christmas break. It was just vibes joyful. at an absolute ten. Vibes out of ten. So I wasn't scared. I remember we were. I saw him peek out from behind the ceiling tile, and then the teacher read the clue, and it led us in that direction. And so we're going down this hallway, and obviously you can just say you're a child with an active imagination. That yeah. is entirely possible, and it is true. I was a child with a very active imag- imagination. I'm an adult with an 
very active imagination. Say it's kept up all yes, alive. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, and I'll admit that the memory has like kind of a dreamlike quality to it, but it's very clear, and it is mm. first person. I'm seeing through my eyes. A lot of my memories, uh, as a kid, end up being in the third person. Like I see myself, and that I think it has something to do with you know, being sort of a disassociated person, but also, um, you know, people tell you stories about how you did this when you were a kid or, you know, you, you get stuff from home videos and you just kind of amalgamate it into like what you think is a memory. For sure. But this is very clear. So as we continue through the hallways, I keep seeing this little gingerbread man. It's about a foot high. Wearing a little red scarf, very similar to the character in Shrek, but this was pre-Shrek. I have to make that clear. Please refer to him by his name, Gingy. Gingy, sorry. Gingy, <laughs> um, if you're listening, <laughs> shout out to Gingy. Um, I think it's so funny to just say, like, oh, you if, know. You're listening, <laughs> if you're listening. Willis, if you're listening. Like, oh, Gingy from Shrek, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, if you're sorry. Listening. <laughs> Credit where credit is due. Yeah. So I see it running around the corner. And then I see it again. This is my favorite one. I see it um, come out of the ceiling again, swing off a window ledge into what our teachers called the Grand Rotunda. Best name. Uh, which is sort of like a tower-like structure in the middle of the school with like really tall windows and all the other hallways sort of branch off into it. So very liminal spot. Central point in the school. It did this thing where it lifted up the ceiling tile, jumped, swung off of the window ledge, dropped into the hallway, and ran off towards like the staff room. Just being the coolest little gingerbread man ever. Seriously, he was so cool. Like, I remember looking at him and being like, that guy's super cool. And I'll tell you why, too. Because this particular ledge, this particular window ledge, had a very important purpose in the culture of the school all of the cool kids that were tall enough to reach the window ledge would sort of slap it or swing off of it in the same way to the point where it had to be repainted like at least once a year because the paint would be like rubbed off of it because right. everyone would just slap it slap it right every school i feel like has similar similar sort of fixture yeah i was gonna say like i feel like i know our school had like little fixtures like that where it's just like all the cool kids all the oldest kids all the tallest kids or whatever could like do this one thing and if you could do it you're like you're part of the cool un unspoken cool kids gang or whatever right right? yeah and the fact that the gingerbread man was like i can do that yeah and he was just a little guy i was like oh that guy is cool this guy means business that guy is really cool so at the culmination of this whole thing, the gingerbread man ended up in the oven in the staff room. Horrifying. Which was very exciting because the staff room, we, we never, I think that was the only time I'd ever been in the staff room. Right. Was that one time. So you're like sort already, of a forbidden zone. Yeah. You're in this like place of mystery. Mystery. Totally. So it ended up on like a baking sheet and it looked pretty much, I can't really remember if it had the same like red little scarf or whatever. But it looked pretty much the exact same as the animated (laughs) apparition of a gingerbread man that was running through the hallways. But it was real. Yeah. And we cut him up and we ate him. Like, that was the whole point of the 
we ate him at the end. <laughs> he seemed like he was into it. Like, I feel like Seriously, if he right? wasn't, if he didn't know the outcome, he would do a better job of hiding. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. It seemed or he like, would seem afraid. Like, he, it was just pure. Yeah, he was like, come like get me. impish mischievousness impish. coming off it. So that, you know, I had that sort of set of memories and I didn't really even think to tell anyone about it when I was little or, you know, as I got older, it was so well integrated into the experience that I didn't even feel like it was worth noting. Like, it was just like, oh yeah, that gingerbread man, like that scavenger hunt. I never thought to be like, but it was real. Like, I never told my parents and never right. told my family at all. But I had this, like, set of memories that was kind of brought back to the surface when I was, it was 10 years later, and I'm on the bus home from our high school, and I'm sitting with my best friend at the time, and we got on the topic of the scavenger hunt. We both participated in it, and she out of nowhere says, I swear that little gingerbread was real. My butthole would be Yes. So clenched. Yes. And at this point, I bet I just about shit my pants. Yeah. <laughs> because I had never really verbalized my experience before seeing, like, seeing this thing out loud. And for a second, I got really scared because this was peak ghost adventures moment uh, for me. Another fucking victim of the baggins yes. mentality. Yes. So I was watching Ghost Adventures pretty much. That's probably exactly what I did when I got home is was turn on ghost adventures like i used to watch it every night every like afternoon after we got home from school so in my brain i'm like oh my god it's a demon it's a christmas demon it's (laughs) It's a little christmas Christmas demon demon. (laughs) he's gonna come possess me Uh, yeah right so she didn't believe me she thought i was pranking her she was like you did not see this thing too which if you know me I am the least prankstriest person ever. I hate pranks. Like, I, I can't think handle it. You've ever tried to pull a fast one? Literally, on no. Anyone? <laughs> no. I'm not. When even if you try to make a little joke, you can see it in your eyes. Yeah, and man. it's like immediately I'm like, just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're you're joshing. You're pulling my leg here. Yeah, but you can see it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not good at lying. Which I'm I not appreciate good at about thing. you. Yeah, because sure. when I know you're telling, that's when, when you were telling me this story for the first time, I was like, oh, this bitch isn't kidding. No. Like, you're telling me that you saw a gingerbread man. Yes. Yeah. So, I end up telling the story exactly like I told you here, um, to her, and she, as soon as I got to the point where it was like, at the end, and I was like, and then it ended up in the oven in the staff room. She just like went white and she was like, oh my God, like we both saw the same thing. So the interesting thing about this is that my friend and I actually didn't meet until we were in grade one because there used to be a thing called A days and B days. So kindergartens would, it wouldn't be full time kindergarten. It's just, they would alternate days. And I was on A days. She was on B days. So we were in different groups, but it was the same teacher. So she did the same um, thing. So we saw the same gingerbread man on different days. Which is really interesting. That's really interesting. And also lends itself to like the credibility of the story. Which yes. not saying, you know, like it's your experience. I'm not saying like, yeah. oh, that's credible. You yes. Know? <laughs> um, yeah, no, we don't really, we're not really concerned with that here, but. Absolutely not. It's, it's a gingerbread man. Yeah. Take yeah. it or leave so, it. So, like I said, a lot of the same kids that I went to um, elementary school with were on that same bus. Mm-hmm. So there was another kid on there that I knew went to kindergarten with me. So we were like, hey, Kevin, Kevin, 
did you see a little gingerbread man? And he was like, yeah, I think so. So I don't, I can't really attest to like, you know, his side of things. He could have been pulling our leg, but he said he saw it too. And then I asked my sister who had a different teacher, but I believe inherited the same um, scavenger hunt thing from that teacher. She retired and then the other teacher took over and still did the scavenger hunt. And I think she said she saw it too. So two years later, I just love this story. It's so wholesome. It's like, you know, I wasn't afraid. It was just a really weird thing. And I just, I can recall the memory so clearly. And yeah, just the fact that my classmates and I saw a little gingerbread man. Um, it just, like, I'm not kidding when I say this is, like, truly my favorite story of the weird. Like, mm-hmm. it's so special mm-hmm. and so funny and so cute. Yeah, and I oh. think there needs to be more people talking about stuff like this rather than just, like, you know, I saw a lady in white, even though all that stuff has its place and is all valid. But it's not your typical paranormal experience. And I feel like if you open up to people about weird stuff that has happened to you like this, you know, if you say, have you had any paranormal, ex- paranormal experiences? There's a certain Rolodex that y- the lay person has in their mind of right. what paranormal experiences are, when in reality, it's a lot broader and a lot weirder, right? Yeah, like I remember, I think it was on, I want to say it was on like the Strange Familiars podcast, but someone's like, I just saw a pair of legs. walk through my house i love that like that kind of shit where it's just like yeah it doesn't fit like a stereotypical quote-unquote paranormal experience Mm -hmm. but it's Mm non-threatening it's funny Mm -hmm. and it like you know makes your brain go what the fuck just happened (laughs) yeah i and i love how you tell it because it is like so mischievous but in the best possible way and it's just yeah like you said we we need we need more stories like this of people coming forward and just being like, yeah, this was just like the most weird thing, but like no one fucking you know would believe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a theory on how this kind of came to be. There's a book called Psychic Witch by Matt Warren. I haven't read the whole thing, but I read enough of it to know this that he talks about how children under the age of seven operate almost exclusively out of the alpha and theta brainwave states, which make them more prone to psychic activity, which we know psychic activity connects the paranormal in a really big way. So there's a quote in there that says, if you would walk the witch's way, observe with care the child at play, which is exactly what me and my classmates were doing on the day that we saw this gingerbread man. And then you add to that the idea of thought form energy and just... Um, the fact that we were all having so much fun with this uh, like really mysterious, lively game. I think we just manifested it for sure. And how many, do you know how many years that had been going on for? Oh, she, she had been a teacher there for a really long time. Yeah. So like, yeah. you know, there's generation and generation and generation of kids given this the most mental juice yes. ever. <laughs> you know? And I, I think what added to it was like, she just gave us total free reign. Like, she let us run in the halls and mm-hmm. she let us eat candy and, you know, all that kind of stuff. It was just like total freedom. And this really, you know, public school was not the most supportive environment. I would not call public school uh, supportive, no. <laughs> supportive environment for the sort of free play. 
so to have like all of these rules just lifted and just have this like you know it was still a structured game and we were supervised but it was just there was a little bit more of leeway for this sort of really fun creative energy oh yeah every kid wants to just like run around no restrictions mm-hmm. and you were given that and you're also given this weird little like mischievous play fellow i guess mm-hmm. or like you know this peter pan-esque trickstery i don't know what you would call it because it's not like he's not like playing like with you it's like it's a focal point almost. it's a focal point yeah. like everyone's trying to like get to this like dude mm-hmm. but he's like you can't get me kind mm-hmm. of like fun again it's just so fun and whimsical the Christmas spirit is alive and well. <laughs> and I love, yeah, it was really fun. So that's my story. And it's not necessarily a Halloween-ish story, but it is a holiday. Who gives a kind. flying flip? It's my best one, and I really like it. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. I hope that it inspires someone else to bring forward their cool story like that. I can't stress enough how much i love that story it's yeah. so funny and it's so cute and god damn it i want to know if that gingerbread man is still i know i want to do an investigation there and see if we can contact him gingy gingy are you there gingy are you there gingy touched my ear bro <laughs> the gingerbread touched my ear bro <laughs> Ginger- gingerbread man are you here scratch me scratch my back if you're here I heard you like scratching people. I heard you like slapping the rotundra, Gingy. Why don't you come slap my ass, Gingy? <laughs> <laughs> that was truly stupid, but you get the point. So you have one more story. I do have one more story, and I guess like we'll close it off mm-hmm. with this one. A little bit more, again, on the tradish side mm-hmm. of experiences. One that really freaked me out. It's a pretty common one that a lot of people experience. Yeah, it's a pretty common, like, audio mm-hmm. thing. Auditory, yeah. yeah. Yes. All right, let me close it out with this last spooky tale on this fall day. Grab your cozy drinks, get your cozy socks on. If they aren't on already, you do. I do not because I'm a barefoot freak. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's where we differ. Yeah. <laughs> need a cozy sock. <laughs> okay. It was late summer night. I was back home from college. So it was the first year that I'd gone away from home. And I came back, was working uh, just like a summer job, but I was still living with my parents. My brother and I often go on night hikes mm-hmm. or like night walks around the town because we can't sleep and mm-hmm. we're just up all night. So might as well not be in the house. It's nice outside. and we I love a night walk. Oh, night walks are the absolute best, yeah. especially when you live somewhere that is safe to do so. <laughs> Heading out on our night walks, and it's really humid and really still. I can't, I remember putting on like a little bit of like a jacket because it was like humid. It was a very weird temperature. It was like kind of, it's like humid kind of hot but like there's kind of like a weird like coolness as well probably oh, ça c'est liminal. Ah, ça c'est liminal. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna need like a counter for this show a liminal counter a liminal counter mm-hmm. every time we say liminal take a shot there you go i Alco- love it yeah alcohol poisoning <laughs> yes. is the end goal <laughs> so yeah liminal liminal liminal, liminal. <laughs> so 
uh, I think it's around like two or yeah, I think it was like two thirty in the morning, and we're doing like a really long walk around the town mm-hmm. because it's a pretty rural community. It's a lot of cow pastures, a lot of cornfields, and a lot of woods. It's really all that's around. So we're doing like a really big walk around the town, um, kind of hitting like the main roads, kind of coming back into the town on this main stretch. There's these two houses. Mm-hmm. right before you get into the town which i will say this the entrance to the town the main road that was built in like the 1800s i believe because town's pretty old was one of the only roads coming to town there was a bridge that crosses over the carp river and it also was a railway town so the entire town was built as a railway station and that was its main like occupation to yes. so Bridges, bridges, borders, borders, railways, liminal, liminal, liminal. Take a shot. The liminaliest liminal. <laughs> yeah. So that's just kind of like a side note. I mean, the whole town has such a weird energy. It is a very weird vibe. We will get into more yes. stories of that place yeah. as we go on. Mm-hmm. Can't spoil it. No. Do a little tease just about know it. No, it's weird, guys. Just know I've it been there. weird. <laughs> Right before you get into town, that's kind of like the setting. There's like all these like street lights and whatever. These two houses, one of them belongs to twins. These really old, old, old twins. And I, they are never seen apart. Yeah. Twins freak me out. That's <laughs> just me, though. I th- they're very sweet. Like, they're very nice ladies. But it is spooky. I've never seen a pair of old twins. It's pretty crazy. They look identical. That's crazy. We have actually two twins in the town. Two and they're, sets of old yeah. twins? No, no, no. One is old. Mm-hmm. Like, one set is old. And they live in that house of, like, on the edge of town. Two sisters, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously. That would be crazy. If you just, like, lived with your doppelganger. That would, that would be insane. Well, who knows? Who we knows? We don't know their story. We don't. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know if they're still alive still, too. Because they were pretty fucking old when mm. I was still living there. But anyways. But we have two twins in that town. There's, like, those ones. And then there was, like, two other sisters that lived on our street that were also identical twins. I don't know why Carp has so many twins. Well, there's four of them, at least. <laughs> That's a lot. Um, Anyway, so yeah, these two houses were passing by and we'd been like chatting about like life stuff because we were kind of like catching up after spending like a year away. Walking by these houses, it's really fucking quiet. And then we pass the two homes and we're kind of getting into the streetlight view and out of nowhere, the most deafening, blood curdling scream comes ripping through the dark i don't think i've heard a scream like this since and it was like a horror movie scream it was so loud and then nothing like there was no because i have been in similar situations where you're in a spot and you hear a scream and you blood goes cold and then afterwards you're like oh there's laughing it was just you know somebody or you hear somebody yeah like oh they're fine you know but just one scream and then nothing else dead silent it's also like three o'clock in the morning Mm. dead silent a scream and then dead silence again both of us just took off running like we're not spending a second more if this was an altercation of some kind i'm not sticking around to find out 
like we're gonna it's run. not your responsibility it's not my to, responsibility yeah. so we book it home as fast as we possibly can always looking over our shoulders because like i was half expecting to look back and see like some crazy dude running after us well was it what kind of person could you attribute to the scream a woman a woman screaming yeah like it was a woman screaming yeah i should have mentioned that before like it sounded like a woman had just been but like, not the old twins i mean i don't know i'd never heard them like scream you never heard the old twins scream yeah no i mm. can't say i have heard them oh, scream okay. well. but you know it sounded like a woman screaming right in pain like it wasn't like a pleasant a pleasant scream <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't getting boned that's for sure <laughs> yeah someone's being injured or something very bad is happening right women screaming mm-hmm. we get home lock the doors behind us go to bed we never talk about it again for like years some years down the line we're at a camping trip and i asked him i was like hey do you remember that time we were like out walking at night and we heard that scream mm-hmm. and he was like oh shit yeah and i was like yeah like it screamed help me like i heard help me mm-hmm. and he was like oh no i just heard a scream so it was kind of weird in that way but yes. i know that like witness testimonies are like the most inconsistent and unreliable yes things but i just find it interesting that like we both had that experience and he heard just like a scream but i swear to fucking god clear as a whistle i heard like a drawn out like help me yes scream well even amongst paranormal experiences it's pretty common for different people to have different experiences even if they're experienced the same experiencing the same thing technically that's true for example on that euphemet episode i don't know which one it is but it's the one where um they both have a ufo encounter and it's ma- uh, mother and a daughter on a porch mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know, one of them saw a black craft that's totally silent. The other one saw a white craft that was had this piercing, like, uh, sound emanating from it. So that's just, like, one example. But it, paranormal experiences are intensely personal. And you um, filter them through your own perception. Absolutely. And it's obviously different from the person next to you. Absolutely. So it doesn't surprise me that you guys had different different experiences. In some ways, it even adds to the credentials. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like at the end of the day, it was just a scary moment. Who knows? Like, yeah. what it was. But also, I think that I want to say this is like where I'm coming from in terms of the paranormal is like I believe that your body knows when something's not right. Yeah. Like our roommate had that experience of somebody coming out of a cornfield remember that yeah which i don't know if she wants us to tell the story so we might have to edit this out but it was her and her friend saw something coming out of a cornfield she saw a person the other person saw a deer and they both freaked out and ran Mm -hmm. where you know if you just see somebody coming out of a cornfield like you don't immediately think to run or a deer you know When I see a deer, I'm like, look, cool, a deer. But they were like, we have to take off running right now because something is not right. Yeah, that's a really good point. Because, like, I, I mean, just, like, growing up in that town, like, it is a very wooded town. And, like, Mm -hmm. I've I've had experiences since then and before then that were equally scary. Mm -hmm. But I didn't feel the need to, like, take off as fast as I possibly Mm -hmm. could. 
Which is true, I think, mm-hmm. like, in terms of bodily wisdom, mm-hmm. I guess, mm-hmm. of, you know, there's moments where it's just, I'm not going to fuck around and find out. Mm-mm. This is time to leave. Your fight or flight kicks in. Mm-hmm. And that's usually for a reason. And sometimes, like, your logical brain isn't really part of that decision-making process. Yeah. It's just, like, your body knows something's up and we need to get out right now. It's time to book it, boys. Yeah. And that's what you you and your brother in that moment were just, like, no words, just running. Bounce. Yeah. yeah. It's time to go. That was my scariest story. It's mm-hmm. to another person, it'd be like, okay, you heard a scream. Good for you. But for me, it was very scary. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that was my story. We're um, all about personal experiences here. And even if it's like the smallest thing. I'm excited to talk about my hometown more in upcoming episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was the site for one of Canada's most infamous ufo landings yes and we will definitely do a whole episode on that because i think it's very interesting mm-hmm. because it's also very like it's so x-files z like <laughs> so quintessential x-files yeah unsolved mysteries did an episode on it just a weird town in general and i think it'll be very interesting to share with the people the three people listening to this so here comes our trying to like conclude the, the awkwardest part of this is trying to end it bye just kidding <laughs> <laughs> all right see you later <laughs> i hope you enjoyed it both of us hope you enjoyed it mm-hmm. if you're still here mm-hmm. thank you so much for sticking thank it out thank you so much for listening <laughs> and if you're not you tried and that's all i can ask for. <laughs> We have lots of weird stuff in the works. Yes, lots of strange things in the pipeline Mm -hmm. coming. I'm pretty excited to go on this little adventure with you, friend. Trying to reshape our relationship to the unknown. Seriously. Um, We have social medias for this podcast if you care to follow them Mm -hmm. or see them. Or just keep up with what we're doing, what we're up to. Mm -hmm. You can find us on Instagram at witchesweirdpod, Twitter which is weird and our website which is weird.com if y'all have a story a weird story a scary story a just a story about whatever we welcome you want. stories of all kinds all kinds doesn't matter uh send it to our email we'd love to hear from you uh it is drop a line at which is weird.com that's d-r-o-p-a-l-i-n-e at which is weird.com Thank you. You got anything else to say, friend? No. Take it easy. All right. Bye. Bye.